let the screen down, gentlemen. Merry Christmas. Doesn't seem like Christmas this year has zipped by so fast. It just seems like we had Christmas last year, just a few days ago. But we're glad that you're here. We have some uh, surprises and things. For example, Simon, can you stand up for a moment? You see Simon back there? Doesn't he look kind of lonely? His wife's not here. His wife just had a baby boy this last week. So, uh, congratulations, Simon. That's why the big smile on his face, even though he looks so lonely. Add another one to our cradle roll. Cal has his sister and two brother-in-laws visiting with us. The sister is the one who was praying for him. And uh, her prayers were answered. So if you need someone to have prayers, just go talk to her before she goes back to Tennessee. And she'll be more than happy to lift her up in prayer. Well, we're here today, the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve time to be able to celebrate that great time of year. Families will be getting together. I hope you have family that will be coming to celebrate this time of year together. I feel sorry for those who refuse to participate in Christmas. Although they are right, we do dwell too much on the physical part of Christmas, the material world of Christmas. This year, let's do something different. Let's Let's, let's celebrate the spiritual rebirth of Christ in our hearts. Does that make sense? What do I mean by that? Well, John 3, verses 1 and 2 reads this. There was a man, seemed strange, but there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things, these signs that you do unless God is with him. See, Nicodemus is recognizing the physical aspects of Jesus, what he has observed, what he's heard. He's a teacher from God because no one else can do those marvelous things that he was doing. But Jesus ignores his comment. And he makes a bold statement to Nicodemus. John 3, verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Born again? Another word for rebirth. But Nicodemus is still thinking in the lines, in the realms of the physical. So he replies to that statement in verse 4 by saying, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? No mother would want that, would they? But Jesus goes back to the spiritual again. He's got to get off of the physical and go back to the spiritual. And so he says to Nicodemus in verses 5 through 7, Jesus answers, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I, that I said to you, you must be born again. He's basically saying, Nicodemus, look, we're not talking about the physical. 
We're talking about a spiritual rebirth that you must go through in order to experience the kingdom of God. At Christmas, many a times people are looking at, dreaming about, participating in the physical, material world of Christmas. The decorations, the gifts, the food, the travel, that list just goes on and on and on and on. Sometimes we might even take a little bit of a time when family gets together to talk about the physical birth of Jesus, but we forget about the spiritual dimension. You see, back in biblical days, the people were waiting for their Messiah to appear, to rescue them. But they were not thinking in the realms of a birth of Messiah. They just wanted somebody to hurry up and to come and to rescue them from all of their problems. And so, each generation, they were waiting, they were anticipating, they were praying when each male baby was born. Is this the one? Is he the one that Isaiah calls Emmanuel, God with us? The psalmist said, The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him, to the one who seeks Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is better for us at Christmas to tune in to the spiritual dimensions of the Lord. We need a Savior. But before we can experience the Savior saving us from this world, we need to experience the rebirth. Or otherwise we can't enter into the kingdom. Listen for a moment. Gentlemen, you got the sound up?
for the coming of the Lord just like the people were back in the biblical times. We're wanting Emmanuel, God with us. We feel the need of having the Lord with us. But again, we have to look at that spiritual rebirth. Luke 2 verses 4 through 7 reads this way, Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. There it is. In the last verse is a combination of the physical and the spiritual birth. Mary brought forth her firstborn son. That's the physical. She wrapped him in the swaddling cloths. That's the spiritual. What do I mean the swaddling cloths are spiritual? Let's look at another text and I'll tell you what I mean. Luke 23 verses 50 through 53. We're going to advance a few years now. And it says, now behold, there was a man named Joseph, a council member, a good and just man. He had had not consented to their decision. Indeed, that's with the Jewish leaders. He was from Arimathea, a city of the Jews who himself was also waiting for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate 
and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen, and laid it in a tomb that was hewn out of the rock where no one had ever lain before. Of course, we're looking now at the death of Jesus. So what does that have to do with the birth of Jesus and the spiritual lesson that we need to be seeking? When they took the body of Jesus off the cross, what did they do with his body? They wrapped him in linen. When Jesus was born, what did Mary wrap Jesus in? Swaddling cloth. Back in those days, many babies, especially when they came from poor families and were born in in very primitive places, were not expected to live. And so the babies were wrapped in swaddling cloths so that if the baby dies, they can be buried immediately. Jesus was born to die. Jesus, our Savior, was born that we, and to die that we might have life. Romans 5, verses 4 through 10. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. But if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Remember, Jesus says that we must be born again with the spirit. What does the spirit tell us? It tells us that Jesus was born in place in burial cloths and cloth because he would eventually die on a cross so that we can be justified by his death and saved from death, eternal death, to eternal life. You see, before I can really understand the death of Jesus and what he's done for me, I must understand the birth, the rebirth of Jesus in my heart. Some people only focus on the physical birth of Jesus at Christmas. Still others only focus on the physical gifts exchanged at Christmas. But we need to have the rebirth of the manner in which Jesus came. He left heaven, took upon himself a physical body, a body of a little, tiny, defenseless baby, was born to a woman and was placed in burial cloths. To symbolize his spiritual mission. Without the birth of Jesus, there would not have been the death of Jesus. We would not have the slightest hope of eternal life. 
Second Corinthians five, verses 17 through 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation, a rebirth. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, then. We are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. The rebirth of our lives from a life that deserves death now to a life that has eternal life. We are ambassadors for God in this world. When it comes to Christmas, we should not be celebrating just the physical birth of Jesus. We're celebrating the spiritual rebirth of ourselves. Jesus came to this earth as a babe later to take all of our sins upon his shoulders. We, by faith, transfer from eternal death as an unrighteous person to a person who has eternal life as if we were righteous. That's something to celebrate this weekend. For unto us a Savior is born. 